The reading is from Luke chapter 24, verses 1 to 12. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He's not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you, when he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them, who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women, because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. So when I talk today, I've got a sheet for you, so uh, the boys are going to bring these round, and some pens as well, if you could... Uh... To, if you want to, there's pencils and pens, you can have either, it's, it's fine. Pencils might be better for, for children to stab themselves uh, with, I mean not to get on their clothes. And there's a sheet for everybody, okay, so Faso's uh, on, John, will you thank you, and everybody over there, you all want one, don't you? This is to help some of this to, to sink in. I know some of us like to doodle. Some of us like to do take one, pass one on. Some of us like to um, draw pictures. Some of us like to write words. Some of us like to just draw anything while we listen. It's the way we sort of stimulate our senses, isn't it? And we uh, carry on in that way. So do that. You might want to write some notes. You might want to draw a picture as I go along. Or several pictures to do with what I'm going to talk about, as long as you just try and listen at the same time, that would be, that would be brilliant. Has so everybody got a pencil or a pen if you, you need one? Everybody okay? Sorted? Great. So, oh, over here. Need more sheets over there. And in the corner. Brian? Over in the crest corner and then down the front here to this side. Totally neglected down there.
Well, I've, I've used a couple of bad jokes already uh, uh, today, but I'm going to use a couple of more about Easter. So, what does the Easter Bunny want to do when he grows up? Any idea? No? Join the Royal Hair Force. Why was the Easter Bunny so upset? Because he was having a bad hair day. Thank you. Well, today, as it's Easter, we're thinking about being clothed with hope. And it's all thanks to Jesus. I want us to think about being given so much hope that it's like wearing an outfit that goes from the top of our head to the tips of our toes. It's so much hope. And we're literally, it's, it's hanging off us. You know, it, it was poured onto us um, like wax and it, and it sort of set into this sort of body-shaped outfit. You imagine that, so much hope. And we're being clothed with hope because of Easter. Now to begin uh, to explore this theme a little bit further, I want us to watch a clip from The Lion, The Witch and The Wardrobe. And this is a clip, uh, we're going to join the film where Father Christmas turns up to give the children gifts. Gifts of hope. Now, as you watch, you might be thinking, why have I chosen a clip about Christmas on Easter Sunday? Well, I want to get you to think about why I may have done that. Why might I have chosen a clip about Christmas on Easter Sunday? And I want you to think, too, about the hope that these gifts that were given to the children must have, must have given them. What kind of hope did it give them? at the time. So we're going to join this now and the children are running away from what they think is the sound of the white witch um, sort of gathering speed and, and gaining on them and then they, and they hide into a bit of a hollow and, uh, and then you'll see what happens. Show uh, a clip about the return of Christmas in Narnia on Easter Sunday. I wonder why you think I've done that. Well I don't think this clip could be better. It shows how Christmas and Easter are linked. How you can't have one without the other. Because at, God, at Christmas, God began to work out an amazingly hopeful plan which was fully accomplished through Jesus at Easter. Because, just like I said last week, King Jesus was born to die. And in this film clip, and the whole film, it shows why a king was needed to save the people. Aslan was that king arriving to sort out the world's problems. And there in that clip we saw how the children are given gifts that are signs of hope. But notice that they're not gifts that say everything's alright and everything's okay. They aren't gifts for enjoying life or for play. They're gifts for battle. The battle to come. And then all, sub, uh, all subsequent battles after that. They're gifts to carry with them through life. To be used whenever they're needed. And through these gifts, they are clothed with hope. And they wear them. They either wear them around their necks or their waists. And they carry them with them. And they're clothed with hope. The arrival of the children marks the time of Aslan's return. And this in itself is enough for winter to begin to come to an end. The snow and the ice of evil begin melting away. But it's only through the death and the resurrection of Aslan that the people of Narnia are saved and a bright future secured for all the people.
And so today we remember that Jesus' death and resurrection, his rising from the dead, clothes us with hope. Jesus is a true hero. And we explored that in our school Easter service this week. Hundreds of children and staff in here celebrating Easter, remembering that Jesus is this incredible hero who saves us. He gave his life for us. He died for us. He battled, he fought, and he persevered to accomplish God's plan of hope. And then he burst back to life from the tomb. Death couldn't hold him, and he is alive. And so through all this, his arrival into our dark world, and of course his death and rising to life again, Jesus clothes us with hope. And this hope is a gift, a gift to carry with us through life, a gift to use whenever we need it, a gift to help us through life's battles and struggles, a gift to enable us to bravely persevere like the children in the film, a gift to wear like an outfit that covers us from the top of our head to the tip of our toes, a gift to melt the winter that can so easily take hold of us. And so there's four things I want to briefly look at together. And as we do, I want you to write them down on your sheet or draw a picture of each one of them in the box that I provided for you. And parents, you might want to help your children or you might just want to leave them to it, whatever they're doing on that sheet. I'm sure they'll be able to manage it. Well, firstly, being clothed with hope gives us uh, an amazing thing. We have strength. We're given strength. So draw that, uh, think of a picture to represent that. It could be a sword or a, or a shield, something to, or a, or a, a muscly arm like mine uh, on your sheet. Uh, it could be anything to represent strength, or you might want to write the, the phrase, we have strength. The prophet Isaiah says that those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Now, many of you know that I'm not at all a good flyer. It never stops me, but I don't enjoy the experience. My heart races and my palms get all sweaty. You, you just ask Kate that. She's got the, the, the marks in her hands where my fingers have sunk into them. There's no doubt why God called me to be the pilot of a church and not a plane. And when we returned from Australia recently, we came back on an Airbus. And it's a huge plane. Never seen anything like it. Double decker. And when you go down the runway, it feels like you're traveling at about two miles an hour. You know, sort of trundling along the runway. That's what it feels like. It's so big. I don't know whether it is going that speed. But anyway, but in the plane, all you can do when you're flying, isn't it, is just to wait Wait for those huge engines, the power of those engines, to get us off the ground. That's what you do. You wait for that to happen. And so Isaiah tells us that the hope we have in God will eventually enable us to rise above the hustle and the bustle, to rise above the stresses and the strains of life, to rise above and bravely persevere in and through all that we're facing in life. He tells us that strength will come like the power of those huge engines lifting that plane off the ground. It will come for those who wait for God. 
because of Jesus, this is a promise. A promise of strength today and forever. Secondly then, by being clothed with hope, we are saved. It's another amazing thing in this gift that we're given. So you can write or draw something on your sheet for number two in the box uh, or above it. Something that represents being saved. It might be a cross or, uh, I don't know, uh, might be um, a bandage, whatever it is to, to represent being saved. The writer Paul tells us that Christ is in you, the hope of glory. And he wrote that to the church, uh, the Colossian church. Now I need a volunteer, somebody who likes chocolate eggs. Andrew, come on then. Now, do you believe that this chocolate egg can be eaten? You do? Okay. Do you believe that this chocolate egg will taste good? Yes. Okay. Do you believe that this chocolate egg will give you some sort of energy for your body? Um, yes. Okay. Good. Well, you can eat it then. Right now. You're quick. No, it's perfectly okay. I mean, I'm not sat on it or anything. Yours been in your pocket? It's been in my pocket, yeah. Just for a couple of years. Okay, eat it then. Honestly, it's fine. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. It's as true as I'm sitting here riding this horse. (laughs) Thank you. So... Right, you're going to swallow it? Today would be good. (laughs) Does he normally take so long eating chocolate? No. Great. Now, where's that egg? It's in you, isn't it? That egg is now in you. Well, it's roughly there and it's travelling... Yes, somewhere. But it's in your body. Okay, thank you, Andrew. You can sit down. The uh, sleeping powder won't take long uh, to uh, work its magic. Okay, so you've eaten it, and now the egg is part of you. It's on the inside. So when we believe in the risen Jesus and put our trust in him, Paul tells us that Jesus lives in us. He becomes part of us, and we become part of him. And we celebrate this at communion, and we will do just a a little bit uh, later on. When we hold out our hands and accept Jesus, and then feed on him, then we celebrate the fact that Jesus lives in us. And we feed on his body and his blood. And we are thankful that Jesus is in us. So we have... This uh, hope in us, that's what Paul says through Jesus' resurrection. And it's the hope of glory. It's a wonderful thing. It's a fantastic thing that's living in us. And so what a wonderful thing to celebrate on Easter Sunday. That this gift, this gift of the hope of glory is living in us. Jesus is part of us. 
Thirdly then, through being clothed with hope, we have protection. Protection. So you need to write or draw something um, that symbolizes this on your sheet. Maybe a helmet. You could use a shield if you've not already used a shield. Or armor, some kind of armor. Now when we went snorkeling as a family on the Great Barrier Reef, we wore wetsuits that covered the whole of our bodies. Do you like that? It's great, isn't it? Now, um, does anybody know why we wore wetsuits uh, that covered our entire bodies? Any idea? In case we didn't get nibbled. Absolutely. Well, stingers, the jellyfish, because uh, that would have been terrible. So they, they protect you, mostly, um, from being stung by jellyfish. Now, the writer Paul, <coughs> in another one of his letters, tells us that we're to wear the hope of being saved, saved by God, like a helmet, like a hard hat. Our hope of being saved is certain thanks to two things. Firstly, God's promise to save his people. God wants to save us. He wants it to happen more than anything. And secondly, through Jesus. Through the cross, Jesus died so that we could live. And this is something that we carry with us through life, like a helmet of protection, like armor. These things are certain. No one, nothing, can take these things away from us. Being saved through the power of Jesus, his death on the cross and his resurrection, it is a certain hope. And it protects us. Nobody can remove it from us. <clears throat> so if that's the third thing that we're given through this clothing of protection, then number four is this. We have an anchor. So you might want to write that phrase or draw an anchor. I think that's uh, probably the best thing you can draw in this instance. Out in the Pacific Ocean, about an hour and a half from the Australian coast, is a pontoon, a large floating landing stage. And that was our base for the day when we were visiting the reef. It's what we're standing on uh, in that photo. But of course, unless it was firmly anchored, it would drift off or be swept onto rocks in a stormy sea. The writer of the letter to the Hebrews tells us that we have the hope of God's promise as an anchor for the soul, firm, secure. So then, this is where we have wonderful news. It means that the hope Jesus has clothed us with through his death and rising to life cannot be removed. It's firm, it's secure. Death has been conquered by our amazing hero Jesus. The biggest, the most scary problem has been taken away forever. Death. Meaning that we're safe in Christ. So this Easter, let yourself be clothed from head to toe with hope. Hope that gives strength. Hope that saves. Hope that protects. Hope that holds firm, no matter what life throws at us. Now as a way of responding... And asking Jesus to clothe us with hope, we're each going to be given a piece of white ribbon. And so we're going to pass those round now. 
And when you receive this, I want you to tie it on the wrist of a person next to you. Because okay, you do it for each other. Because we tried it this week and you can't actually do it on your own. So you need the help of somebody else. Which I think is a really nice thing. It's a good illustration. So tie it on the wrist of the person next to you so that we all end up with one. Okay? Not some more than others. We all just need the one. And as you do this, know that Jesus is clothing you with hope. Hope that gives strength. Hope that saves. Hope that protects. And hope that holds firm no matter what life throws at you.